We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Eold Raven, Ninja Skills, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beandoll, Modster, Icebug, Spangwin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Xynosin, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latuplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin, and Zach. We like Dota, episode 337. Starts now. Alright, hello and welcome to We Like Dota, episode 337. My name is A2K. I'll be your host for today. That rhymed, dude. What a rap god. Uh, joining me today is Sam. Hello. Yeah, it's this Sam this time. Uh, we just switched Sams between this week and last week. Uh, so Sam, how was your tax refund? It's been good. I uh, I used it to, to buy some drinks. Um, so wait, wait, wait. How, how, how much did you get? I, if you don't want to say that, that's... I made... I got like 200-some dollars in a tax refund. So can you explain those to me really quick? Because I don't think these really exist in Germany in the way they exist in America. So, like, I've never gotten one. So I mean, I don't pay much taxes, but that that's not the point. Yeah, I would say that it's a... It just has to do with, like, um, how we pay taxes, I think, in the U.S., Um so you get taxes taken out of if you like have like a payroll um you most likely already get your taxes taken out um and if you don't make a certain amount of money essentially um like like i very low income because i was a student for most of the year and then was unemployed for most of the year so Mm. uh, i only made like four grand or something on the year uh so the amount that i actually gave to the government in taxes is like way disproportionate to what I made and like kind of like I don't know to to maybe get a little political here like what I deserve from the government um sure okay so you're you're happy with your tax refund I'm happy with it but I also wish it uh, I I had gotten any stimulus checks um wait why didn't you get any because of like wasn't supposed wasn't everybody supposed to get one in America so if you are claimed as a dependent by your parents um you cannot get one or like they oh, they bad, they basically get the money instead or like part of it um depending on like age brackets and which check we're talking about like the the regulations they should just give bit. that shit to everybody yeah and and the thing is like uh for a lot of people with like i don't want to talk about like it's not necessarily me but um people with dysfunctional families like don't yeah like, maybe the parents just keep that shit right correct like you're essentially locked out of that check that you might really need like there's you can imagine that there's a lot of like struggling college students and mm. you know people that are like in their young and just starting their careers and especially during a pandemic it's really tough um yeah well uh as exciting and thrilling uh, talking about the american financial system is uh, we're here to talk about dota 2 sam we are so i think we'll head off to the dota phoenix here it sounds good Sam, how was your week in Dota? And how did it make you feel? See, you don't interrupt me. Sam interrupted me last week, but this Sam doesn't. All right, cool. Maybe just because I don't know where you're going at any point, honestly. Um, I just let you finish your thoughts before I get mine out. Good, good. As it should be. Yeah. Um, Or I try to. Uh, This week has been kind of, like, boring. Honestly, I didn't play a lot in the past, like, three or four days. Um, And then... Dude, this guy, he plays in, like, three Dota tournaments, and then he says, like, yo, I barely played, like, Dota this week. (laughs) Well, okay, so one of my series got rescheduled, um, and then I'm only playing in one other tournament, right, or one other league right now, which was RD2, is basic RD2L, and we played an interdivisional playoff game uh, this week, in which we, or so, series in which we won. Can you explain the format for me really quick, because I'm not too familiar, Sally. Sure, so RD2L is a drafted 
uh, team uh, tournament in which there are four divisions based on like what days that you play. And then each division, which is made up of like 10 to 20 teams, plays out uh, a se- like a, a season. And then they declare like a winner, you know, you play through playoffs, whatever. Um, and then after that, each division sends their top team to go play in like an interdivisional playoff bracket. So, oh, so you're the top team from your division? We're both the top team from our division, and we're about to play in the grand finals of the interdivisional playoffs. So we might oh, be the best you're team. You're so good. In the, in the entire in the RD2L in all of RD2L, yeah. Damn. So how many teams are playing there? Uh, definitely more than like forty. Um, Damn, that's pretty good, dude. That's way better than we ever make with like our team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. I happen to be playing with a very, very good player. Um, like a, a mortal one eighty, something like that. So, uh, and and because of the way that RD two L is structured, and because it's like a draft system, um, and it's a weighted draft, uh, it actually kind of hurts him to be such a high MMR, but. In in any case, we're, I'm learning a lot, and we're performing pretty well, and that's cool. Showing the haters, you know. Yeah, show them, dude. <laughs> nice, nice. So you were playing in another tournament, right? Uh, no, I was playing that one this week. Um, ah, okay. We could so talk about Masters. You didn't play this week. No, that's I'm playing that tonight. Um, I don't. I, I so don't. are you doing as well, or are you doing like better or worse? I think we've only won like one game of maybe six we've played. So, it's... well, you can't be a god in every tournament, right? Yeah, I think you have it, to balance it out. I think it's way harder actually to play. Um, in RD12 Masters, you come in with like preset teams, like you decide who you want your teammates to be. Um, sure. I'm not good at that because I don't have friends and I'm not personable. So uh, <laughs> just kind of like walked in in the last week and was like, who needs uh, support? And so I'm playing f- position four, which is un- kind of uncomfortable for me or like new to me. And yeah. I'm playing with some new guys. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. I, I just nice. want to play for the experience, really. So your professional career is progressing quite nicely, sir. Yeah, you know, soon I'm going to be on the pro circuit. No time yeah, no time yeah, at all. for sure. <laughs> nice. Well, my week in Dota wasn't quite as professional. I just, uh, I lost a bunch of MMR last week, like 250 probably. Oof. And I grounded back in like two days, like uh, yesterday and Friday. Uh, I played a lot. I like, I stopped playing like every role in ranked and just started playing just mid again. It's a longer queue. Uh but it also means I win most of my games, apparently. So I won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine ranked games of those solo games, and I only lost two. So yeah, I got like 200 MMR back already, and I'm like one or two games away from gaining the star, and then maybe I'll actually make it to Ancient again. Um, I've been playing a mix of hero, but that mix, uh, I've played like four heroes, uh, but that mix was heavily weighted towards uh, Lina mid, which is super fun to play, I gotta say. Uh, I slept of... on it for a while. I was gonna you say, wanna say something? Yeah, nine of your last 12 games have been Lina. <laughs> so, <laughs> a heavy, heavy but mix of Lina. That, bef- I mean, I played like, I played a Huska game, I played a Mirana game, and I played a Zeus game. I think that's a mix, right? You, I only see, like, three games of not Lena on my page right now. So Yeah, I mean start scrolling down, dude. Come on. Alright, well I'm not gonna go back like two weeks. <laughs> no, that's a, it was literally before I started playing like six Lena games in a row. I played Husker and I played Mirana and won both games. Well, that's pretty good. Uh yeah, so that Husker game, like it started like I I randomly just queued ranked. I didn't even like wanna grind, right? But like, that game was so fun because we, like, I thought for sure we lost, but then we had, like, insane team fight and won, and I felt like I carried definitely because my Luna was, like, hot garbage. No offense to that guy. Um, So that motivated me to play again. Then I played Mirana game, and then I started playing Lina. Uh, fun hero, I gotta say. Like, it's definitely cool playing... Like, I know she's squishy and all that, but it's cool playing a hero where you can just press two buttons and push out the lane. And... Especially this patch with the, what's this item called? It's the like, the, the mix of three orbs. Oh, orb corrosion. You know, no, 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 not orb of corrosion. Why would I buy that on Lina? Come on, dude. Uh, 
What's it called? Let me search here. Uh, Soul Booster. So it's made oh. out of uh, Vitality Booster, Energy Booster, and Point Booster. So in a like normal Lina mid, uh, because I think you just go magic damage on Lina. I don't think you will right click like any right click items anymore. Like the magic damage is so good uh, in this patch. Uh, so yeah, Soul Booster. It's so cheaper, right? And in your Lina playthrough, you're gonna buy two Soul Boosters. Uh, so that like being cheaper is very very good for your build up. So I feel like I figured out the ideal Lena mid build right now, which I want to get into shortly, and maybe you can critique a little bit. So okay. I go one talisman, but before that I just rush bottle because you need bottle obviously right now. So I go bottle talisman brown boots, uh, Yules, Kaya, Travels, Aetherlands, Bloodstone. Octarine, Eggs, Egg Shard. And then the game's mostly over at that point. What do you think of this build-up? You said Bloodstone and then Octarine, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. I think that there are two... You, there's like I think that your build is good, and I think that if you wanted to deviate, here are the two ways that you can deviate, and it all has to do with your boots, right? So if you are in a game in which you can't rotate a ton as Lena, like if you think you're going to be like maybe just teeping in to defend tower instead of like, you know, like like hiking it, you can just kind of skip the the boots and like kind of rush the Yules for more mana regen and like Damn, you think kill so? combo. No boots? Yeah, I think you can. I think, I mean, it, like you don't need to get them super early, I think on some mids. If you're going to be farming primarily and like looking to like, totally like body your your mid opponent that can that can be an option or you, you just sure. delay the boots until like you it just finish. feels like it feels like i'm not really losing a lot by buying those boots because i'm just going brown boots anyway yeah i mean it's just like uh, uh it's valid if you I'll can you, sure. like if you get a yules while the enemy mid lane mid laner is still playing the lane it's like a free kill on their mid laner right yeah, that's true. I agree. I um, guess in some situations, put could be right. And then, but the, then again, if I don't have boots, how will uh, how will I walk up and yield them? I mean, you have high ground advantage. Like, I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. there's a there's a number of ways you can you could set this up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a mid laner, to be fair. Um, I'm just thinking of ways to like maybe slim down. Deviate. Yeah, or deviate. Yeah. Um, and I then mean, you said what. Sorry, what I definitely like about this build is like you get the benefits of buying small items and then your build-ups are really nice as well. Because you go like Kaya, then you have that for a while and then only after you have Aetherlands, you actually upgrade it to Bloodstone. Yeah, so my... But the other critique I have is that... you Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said Yules, Kaya, Bots, Aether? Yes. Okay, so to me, I like the Yules, Kaya... But then immediately going the boots of travel, like unless you need the move speed hardcore in that game, I think that your mana will be like somewhat sustained from the previous two items. So you can probably just go get the Aether Lens to like have a more impactful team fight or like, you know, have more reach. Instead of getting the bots that don't really help you get like like closing that gap doesn't really help you hit the stun oftentimes. Whereas if yeah, you're from Aether if you have Aether Lens, like much easier to hit the stun. That is true, but my counter argument uh, would be that uh, because the new Kaya, I mean, it's not that new anymore, but the new Kaya, it does, it amplifies your mana region by like 50%. So as you said, Yul's Kaya is like with a couple clarities and bottle, obviously, is kind of all you need to sustain your mana yeah. uh, in the early game because you like can't spam that much, obviously. Uh, and at that point with the Kaya, uh, I'm going to be like, I, when I have boots... Uh, Yule's Kaya, it's usually around level 15 uh, or like level 13. So it's around the timing where I can just like clear creep waves with my Q and W and then the bots just like really help accelerate my farm is at least where I feel like. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I think you could make an argument for skipping like travels for one more item. But I feel like you shouldn't get them too late because like travels, they're a farming item, right? And most people, they just go Yule's travel on Lina. So I'm already delaying them by 2k gold by going Kaya first, which I definitely think is correct. Uh, it feels like just you're super weak if you just go uh, Yule's, uh, Yule's travels. But 
I guess I can see your point, but I think I'll still keep doing it my way. Well, I think that Yul's Kaya is good. Uh, so, like, here's the... It comes down to what your team wants to do and what you need to do in that game, right? So if you need to be splitting up the map and still farming at that at the point that you have Yul's Kaya, then you need to go get bots, right? Um, but if your team is looking to team fight, is looking to push down a lane, then you don't need to be you know you don't need bots to like respond to the other side of the map because you are trying to create the pressure you are trying to like dictate it and i don't i think that with like yule's kaya and then if you're going towards the aether lens like it's hard for teams to like fight into you if you're like surrounded by your team right like i yeah, yeah. it's it's tough to imagine like what heroes can get on top of this lena without dying for it and like if they have it, if obviously if Lena has for sure, that's a good point, honestly. Because, like, when I started to spam her again, because, uh, mm. like, I got into Lena, like, I think a couple months ago when I randomly bought the Arcana, I don't know why I did that. Although now I'm getting my definitely getting worth out of it, but it feels like she's not like as hard, like, as easy to kill as you would think. Like, definitely she can die when getting jumped, but I guess it's her movement speed and having the Yules plus stun, like. She's kind of deceptively hard to kill, I guess, in most of my games. I feel like it's like know. it's like a Luna to a degree. Um, if True, you yeah. if you botch the initiation in any way, like you don't get two heroes that like perfectly combo the stun together on her, or you don't have like one hero that like hundred to zeros her, she's just gonna turn around, blow up one core, and then be supercharged to fight the rest of your team, right? And exactly, if she has anybody exactly. around her, like all of a sudden that like it's not gonna work. You have to like give up. And then also, like, she's so fast. I've played against a lot mm. of Juggernauts in my ranked matches who, like, theoretically just, like, own Slina, right? With Omni Slash. But Juggernaut, he couldn't, like, in none of those games could the Juggernauts ever get on top of me. Because I'm just so fast. I just run, you know? Yeah, that's a... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I would recommend playing Lina right now, guys. She's fun. Uh, straightforward I... cookie cutter. And also, oh my god, like... The reason why I think she's like actually a good mid now is her new level 25 talent that gives you minus 25 seconds Laguna Blade cooldown. Mm. Like, the timings, they just line up so well. Like, once you have eggs and egg shard plus all your other items, you're gonna be level 25 mostly. And then you have like a 15 second Laguna Blade cooldown that's like AoE pure damage, like 1.2k. Uh, it feels really nice. Like, very potent nuka for sure. Yeah, this is like one of the most annoying four heroes too in the game. Like I hate these like Marana Lina types that just like poke you from eight hundred range with like yeah, these yeah. these crazy strong right clicks, and you just like, well, we're a double melee lane. Like, guess we guess we have to buy like four salves in order to live. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, we're we're spending way too much time on just like talking about this one here randomly. I sure. I guess we should probably move on to the news here. Yeah. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. All right, getting into the news, uh, we're going to talk a bit about the EU DPC, the developments there. Then we're going to get a tiny bit into one game of the NA DPC, uh, and then we're going to do something special, which uh, I won't, I won't spoil just yet. Uh -huh. Cool. EU DPC uh, Alliance, they're looking really good. The, many people were doubting them. They were like ranked very, very badly in most uh, like caster and analyst predictions. But they beat OG 2-1. And then they also beat Team Nygma, who were looking very good previously 2-1. And then Team Nygma, their fortunes, they kind of turned around because they... they beat Team Secret, which everybody was very impressed by, me personally as well. But then they lost to Liquid and Alliance. So now that chance, it's definitely looking worse, like making it to the major. Um, I guess you could say in their favor that from now on, it's mostly easy matchups and they'll probably still be fine because a lot of teams won't be able to beat Team Secret and they did, which gives them like basically a free point compared to any everybody else. But still, like for their chances, it would have been very good to beat either alliance or liquid like you can you can afford one of those blunders but affording two is very very it's a bit yikes and on top of that in that series against alliance yesterday the first game they kind of threw a bit uh they had two racks and then nico baby on wraith king he bought a rapier and that's how they turned that game around uh 
And they just got caught like out in the open with the Wraith King having a rapier. So I think they played that a bit sloppy. And I mean, you know, it's like their second week playing with ILTW, right? So you can't fault them too hard for like still making some mistakes. But, you know, if you want to make it to TI, you, you got to show up. Because right now, it's not looking good for Nigma to make it to TI. Looking at the like DPC points that they have so far. Nico baby does not care about your TI win from four years ago, peasant. Exactly. He will, he I mean, will... Nico baby, he's a cool guy. I gotta admit, uh, very, oh, very, very cool little player. He's so hot. <laughs> 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 like I'm the Muriel, the tattoo. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not really a huge fan of tattoos, so I can't speak on that. But I can definitely see the appeal of him, like you know, being a cool like bad boy. I will literally beat the shit out of you, player. Yeah. What does he keep calling himself? Like a shark? Wasn't that a big meme? Play like a shark? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds right. And he's like a great, I, great yeah, follow I, on like Instagram and stuff. Just see, seeing sure. him like squatting in the middle of like Romania or something, like gopnicking it up. Like, I don't know. He's he's great. For sure. His Instagram, I do recommend following him. That's a pretty, pretty good Instagram. Uh, doesn't post much on Twitter, but his Instagram is pretty funny. Uh yeah. Cool. Then something else I want to get into, you know, this game, it's been basically everybody's uh, been running their mouths about this game. Uh, Black and yellow against Quincy Crew in the NADPC. This was uh, Envy's team playing against Quincy Crew, who obviously I think everybody knows. So to sum up this game, uh, basically Quincy Crew, and uh, no, sorry, Black and yellow, they take Megas, right? Um and they keep throwing. Uh, they like lose a couple team fights in a row, and then like this game state, which nobody could like get into the heads, was that they had megas, but they were like at some point while still having megas, they were like 50k down while having megas. So basically, like the definition of a eternal envy game, like it's the the finest eternal envy Dota that you could think of. And then, you know, they actually lost that game, which was insane to me. So I'm assuming most people have watched this game listening to the podcast because it was the NADPC. And I just want to say, I think this was so easy if Envy just stops farming at some point. Because I see, like, so many cores do this. Dota, it's so fast-paced like these days that around minute 45, like, your power level as a core you're just going to be maxed out, right? Like, you're going to be six-loaded with, like, Scepter and Egg Shard and, like, even Scepter even. Yeah. Sorry? I said depending on who you are, yeah. You can, like, yeah, very easily I mean... cap out at 45. Like, that that feels to me like the soft cap in games is, like, 45, 50 minutes until you hit the 60-minute items and then, like, the game really true, gets out of control. True. Yeah, but in terms of, like, stuff that you can buy, like, yes. most carries, they just cap out at level 25, uh, at minute 45. And what EE did here... He just kept farming, and I was like, my god, can you just stop clearing the map? Because his other two cores, they were so underfarmed, because this, like, huge Wraith King took just, like, literally every resource that was available on the map. Like, at minute 50, his Storm had three items, which is, like, so bad at minute 50, because Storm, he's, like, a fast farmer, and he scaled so well, but EE, he's just, like, sucking up all the farm in the entire map, uh... Which is honestly why I think they lost, because his other two, like, cores didn't have any items. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, big throw. And to every every person playing carry, just stop farming. It's fine. Like, you're capped out. Just farm your buyback. And then, sure, like, stand in base if you have to. But just, like, let your other two cores have some fucking kills. My god. Or not kills. Just, like, let them have some gold. Ugh. Yeah. It's so greedy. I, I didn't catch the game, but I, it makes me wonder... Do you think that it's become gradually easier to come back versus Megas? Mm, I do think so. Because, you know, like the cap, like the the cap of how strong a dollar hero can get, it's continuously getting buffed. And like, mm -hmm. you know, now we have level 30 with 60 minutes items. And like now, like since a couple patches ago, we can get the like both talent trees at some point. So yeah. like heroes are just getting stronger and like creeps, they're not really getting stronger. It's like, I don't, I can't even remember when like mega creeps uh, got buffed recently. So like yeah, I think for sure these, these comebacks are becoming easier because like 
just the comparative power is getting much better. Yeah, I've I've even like been in matches with high MMR players and like we've had megas taken from us and that wasn't like what decided the game for them. Like they Yeah. Like they were either tapping out before then because there was like some item timing that they just couldn't match on the enemy team or they tap out like they're they're able to say like, no, we can actually defend against Megas like this doesn't really pose a threat to us. We have a Sven or we have, you know, some Battle Fury core like we have a, a support that is picked up like a talent or a shard that gives them a way to farm like imagine like a an AA or a warlock like all of a sudden you have one the hero that didn't provide any wave clear for the first 40 minutes of the game that in the late game is like able to single-handedly like defend the base yeah exactly exactly uh and yeah again just creeps they're they're so weak these days uh it feels like it really doesn't matter and then you know you have like tp boots and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, where you can easily defend and especially i feel like shards where these days like in previous patches where like shards weren't a thing you you have to have a core if you get megat in base because the yeah. support they just don't have the damage output to defend uh, but these days like even most supports not every support there's definitely some that still struggle but like a lot of shards give like some form of aoe capability or like lower cooldown on their aoe clear to supports so they like you can just leave a support with tp boots in base and your cores can roam the map they literally went and patched out pretty much every single uh hero that was totally incapable of aoe damage like exactly, bane yeah. got a sh- aoe shard uh warlock got this like d- talent moved to a shard so it's like more reliable um uh slardar got to like gets to hit creeps like way harder with bash undying gets to like really hit creeps hard with decay for whatever reason yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah, so like even even these heroes that were like previously dead weight in the late game, like other than like their ultimates or whatever, um, they can now like effectively hit uh, creeps. Because for a while there, it was kind of like even even still, you'll you'll see like four heroes dead on the enemy team, and this and the five on the winning team is not hitting like objectives. Yeah, and yeah. that's a little bit strange to me. Like I understand like. Yes, they need to be ready for like other things, but like I don't know. At at some point, like all of all of your heroes should probably contribute to killing objectives and creeps, which are objectives, like in some way. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Definitely, uh, it helps the game. Cool. Something else I did want to get into in this podcast was uh, the time it's running out. You know, uh, it's getting May. May is usually when we get the battle pass. Like, usually it comes early in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe this year it'll be a bit later. I'm not sure. You know, COVID and stuff. Valve, they, they, they can't work, obviously. They always have an excuse. Uh, but yeah, what are like, some of your predictions for how this year's, like, battle pass is going to shape up to be? And I'm mainly looking for, like, Arcanas and Personas mm-hmm. because that's the most important part, obviously. Like... I think it's impossible to predict like immortals and stuff because yeah. there's, there's so many. Well, I've already been baited. I already I like thought that the battle pass dropped like a week ago off of like some dumb Reddit post or something that I saw, <laughs> and I I got baited. But you know who else has baited me? Valve. Valve has baited me by How not releasing the Specter Arcana. It is almost time for like the next TI, and this Arcana is still not out. I. Has like, what is this nonsense? Please, please, Val. They will, you know, the law where like Spectre is just like a more advanced version of PA who like lost herself through like just killing people over and over again. Uh, yeah. She's like, they're gonna reverse that. So the Spectre Arcana is gonna make her closer to PA. Kind of like how the PA Arcana makes PA closer to Spectre, if you think about it. I know, but. I'm not what gonna think mean? about that. No, <laughs> explain yourself, dude. Don't just know that and move on. I'm just not. I'm not gonna think about it because you confuse me, and I don't know Dota lore that well. Um, I don't I, even know I'll what the PA Arcana like. P, the PA Arcana doesn't really make her look like Spectre. No, but um, like it. Makes but I'll endorse her, like, your more idea. Ethereal. But the... I'll endorse your idea that they should make Spectre like more humanoid or like or like a. Uh, like less of an apparition and more of like a physical being you know what i mean 
yeah, like, yeah, like I agree. that would be cool to like see sort of like. like some of I would like to like actually be able to hear her voice lines and stuff, just being like yeah. or some shit. I think that would that would definitely be cool. Just like some yeah, some kind any... of like way to bring more personality to than like this like vague, obscure like I don't know void of things. Any know. any other like maybe cute personas you want to see or something mm. i want to see some like crazy form changing personas uh like i want to see like a persona that changes troll warlords like form from when he goes for like ranged versus like melee you know what i mean like does like Ooh, cra- that, that changes his cool color action. or like you know that does some crazy animation in between like yeah, flips I mean, his axes juggles them s- i don't know seems like pay to lose but uh, <laughs> people don't care they will wear it if it looks cool yeah, I mean, there's already a little mini animation anyway. Or, like, something, like, uh, that, like, I don't know. Mm, you take, like, Lone Druid, and he, like, becomes a much cooler bear that's, like, on fire or something. And okay. in his ranged form is, like, uh, 10 feet tall. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want, I want the, like, Persona. I'm not sure which hero would be appropriate for this, but I want a gold and Dota. Mm. I you you would think a chantress, but she also she already has a couple cosmetics that kind of make her into a goat. Uh, oh, maybe I got one. maybe I got Tusk. One. Tusk could be a good goat. Then his ulti is just a kick. I, because I th- goats they're good at kicking, right? I think I've got it. All right. All right. It's me. it's a lichen persona that changes him instead of a werewolf to a weregoat. And he just like runs around like ramming people. That's pretty good. I That's like that. pretty I good. Like that. That's his like new attack animation. Is he just like attacks with the horns? That's dope. Yeah, I like that. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about male quop, but I don't think they'll do that because she just got her arcana last year. What is why? Can we just like I don't know? Quop's cool. She just got an arcana. Let's move on. Like uh, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think and... I don't think yeah. Just save that for like one or two years. And to be it, real, it do do we really need like to change more women in Dota to like men? Is that really what we need? <laughs> like, uh, have we been doing that? No, that's what I'm. I'm saying like that's what the suggestion would be, right? To make a king of pain. And what I'm saying is, do do we I need mean, that? We have think... changed a man into a woman, a woman. But yeah, that's pretty persona. much it, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. But I don't think we need to like solve all of a sudden add like male variants to like female characters like i mean i think we can do that why not i mean it's not like a why not but like i feel like there's so many things you could do before that are like so much cooler or more interesting or not just like giving us male versions of already existing characters do you want them like do you want another like man turned into a woman then do you think that's better sure because it's like actually it's like adding some form of representation into the game sure, at least. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Like oh. I, I, that's what I'm saying is that there's no shortage of representation how about, for the how predominantly about female, male base of Dota. <laughs> how about female Ursa? Oh, that would be cool, but I Ursa's thing is like already kind of like protecting his cups and stuff, right? It would be very fitting cuz I think in like in reality don't like the male bears, they just like don't give a shit about the kids. <laughs> Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to build into like tropes of like female caretakers. And I mean, caregivers. it's a bear. It's but a yes, bear. it is a bear. Then, That's like, it's literally how bears do it. What I would say is, I wouldn't choose to make a female Ursa because I don't know how you would distinguish a female Ursa from a regular Ursa. Like, what are you gonna put like lipstick on the bear? Like, I, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. It's kind of a ridiculous concept. <laughs> That's um, a good point, actually. I don't know how do you how you distinguish that. <laughs> That's some Pokemon shit, by the way. They would like a hundred percent just like, oh yeah, this one has lipstick or like it's a it has a bandana. Oh, duh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe female Ursa isn't the way to do it. Yeah, Maybe I... we could get. I'm not sure if that's an Arcana or a Persona, but we could get a third head on Jakiro. Mm. Like a neutral head, uh, not fire, not ice, just like a lukewarm head, maybe. So my question is: Do like the Arcanas and Personas actually have like lore implications for these like characters? Because like, what is the lore implication of the Ogre Magi Chicken? Uh, 
yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think some of them do. Like the Invoker persona, it seems like it has law implications because mm. it's like him when he was younger. But like, but but some of them just the are totally disregarding I, it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like for example the Punch persona. Like, what's the law implication? What could that be? Like, that's no way. That's like canon. Is so I is, don't think they have. Is Pudge canonically British? Because he has that Union Jack set? No, no, no. I don't think so. That would be funny. I mean, I think sets in general, they're not canon. So okay. they can go all out. I just, I don't know how the laws of the Dota universe really are governed. So I just, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, you know. <laughs> um, sure, sure. Speaking of... I'm not Do even it, going say to. it. No, say it. Say <laughs> it. Speaking of stepping on toes, do you want to talk about our hero of the week? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. You're tougher than Axe thought. Come along. Have a cookie. Meepo. More meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. Hero of the week. For this week is our boy Shadow Demon. And before we start, please explain how Shadow Demon steps on people's toes. Well, I think people step on his toes. He kind of has like, he has like four very strange toes. He has like, a, it's a flat palm. I wish that I was like a biologist or like an environmentalist that could like tell you which like family or genus like Shadow Demon belongs to based on his like foot pattern. I feel like you could. Like it's definitely it definitely looks like an animal I've seen before, um, but yeah, I think that he has an awkward stance. So p probably okay. people step on his toes when they dance. Sure. Okay. So I'll do his law because his law is actually like it's good law as Ooh. opposed to most Dota heroes. Uh, and then you're the shadow demon player, so I think it's better if you do the abilities. So his law it's kind of insidious. So you know, obviously shadow demon he's a demon uh, alike to doom and shadow fiend. But he's kind of a demon in a different way. So basically his thing is he offers himself up to a servant, to like a wizard or something. And every time they make use of his services, they get corrupted a tiny bit more. So as opposed to Doom, who probably just like kills you, or Shadow Demon, who just takes your soul, his corruption, Shadow it's Demon. a lot more like slow and insidious. Uh, but it's much more powerful for that. Um, so his law is basically, you know, he, he made a cult by corrupting people slowly and insidiously. And at some point, Shadow Fiend, he was like tasting a soul and it was basically already sucked dry uh, because Shadow Demon, he took the soul already. Um, so I was very mad about that because he and Doom apparently have a deal where he like gets to get a certain amount of souls from people. Uh, so Doom and Shadow Fiend, they actually teamed up and destroyed the cult that Shadow Demon had going for himself uh, because they were scared of him getting too powerful. Um, but they kind of failed and they just like they destroyed the cult, but they didn't destroy him entirely. And now he's like kind of back and building his cult back up. But this time, you know, he's serious and he's out for blood and all that. That's basically a slow. I have to clarify, you're saying cult as in like a mass like gathering and worship of shadow demon yeah 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 like okay. a sect a shadow shadow demon sect basically gotcha is he like getting people to like hand over their souls uh no i don't think it's voluntarily they're like they're slaves at this point so like his thing is that people think he's their servant but in reality he's corrupting the mind so much that they're his servants uh, so he's like kind of he's like manipulating warlocks or like people that make bad yeah yeah demons. something like that basically. I see just classic demon shenanigans yeah classic demon stuff all right hit us with the ability Sam yeah sure so we'll go over uh, maybe his like most iconic uh, ability disruption this is Q uh, it it's can target your allied uh, or enemy units um, only heroes I uh, know I don't know if it's actually only heroes I'd have to test. Mm -hmm. um, so it says banishes the target targeted unit from the battlefield for a short duration upon returning two illusions of the banished unit are created under shadow demons control the duration is 2.5 se uh, 2.75 seconds and the illusions will last for 11 that's so long seconds. my god they just buffed it from 8 to 11 at level 1 mm. um, which makes this hero I think pretty strong in the early game now um, yep. The illusion deals thirty, to, scaling up to seventy-five percent damage, and takes three hundred percent. So it, so it dies. They both die pretty quickly, but 
you can they do like a ton quickly of damage. Over, yeah, you can quickly overwhelm um, enemy cores and things like that if they deal a lot of damage with their illusions. Yeah. Um, you can turn it back on them, or you can like buff up your team and give like these very strong illusions of your own strong cores mm. to like and I mean, throw them at towers or whatever. Yeah, they do like cumulative one hundred fifty percent of the damage of the guy you're making illusions of. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, also, obviously, like, this, a very nice save spell, like, this is why Shadow Demon hard counters people like Doom or Magnus or something, because, you know, uh, you're going to get chronoed, and then you just get put under, and that's that, that's that, because yeah. you're, 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 it's like uh, your OD asshole, like, you're in a different dimension, no, nothing can hurt you uh, while you're in this. I would say it's even better than that, because when they come out, they, you don't know what the, the target is immediately, right? Like, you true, don't know true. which one to hit. So if you have a single target spell, you can't use it right away. Yeah. On uh, the other hand, you can also hardcore grief your team with this. True. Very true. If you if the other team has good setup, you can essentially set up for them with this spell. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you are banishing your teammate. Um, yeah. So his W is Soul Catcher. It uh, captures the soul of enemy units in the area, causing them to lose a percentage of their current health. When the debuff is removed, the units gain half the, of the lost health back. Uh, units of, <clears throat> under the effect of disruption can still be affected by Soul Catcher. This deals pure damage. Um, yep. It's like almost like removal, which used to be a thing. Um, it scales from 20% current health loss to 35%, and the radius also increases as it scales up, as well as the duration scaling down. This is like a, this is a great ability to like kill big beefy heroes like you can remove like 3000 4000 hp in like the late game with this thing or something ridiculous yeah. if you like hit the right hero with it but just and I mean, you it, can heal multiple as well right true yeah if you get like an rp off or something you can very easily wipe a team with this ability like like help yep. wipe a team with this ability um it's pretty straightforward though i think this is like the one you probably max last in every case yeah i agree it doesn't scale that well um, so then his E and, uh, D are main spells. Yeah. This is, this is how you like really play the hero in terms of your like second to second, uh, <laughs> like button clicking, uh, you are going to be pressing shadow poison a lot. So it shadow poison deals damage in a line and affects enemy units with poison effect. The poison deals <laughs> one Two, four, eight, sixteen times the stack damage based on the number of stacks on the target, up to five stacks. Obviously, you know it's a exponential, Cat. or yeah, exponential sequence. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. it's just multiplying by two. Yeah, every it's time. a it's a capped exponential. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Um, I'm not a math guy. Me neither. But it does a lot of damage at five stacks. That's the it that's does. the big ticket. It sure does. Um, additional stacks will only cause 50 damage each um, and it deals damage when it expires or when you release it using the sub ability um, mm -hmm. stack damage is 20 scaling up to 65 um, and the hit damage is 26 scaling up to 50 so I don't I don't have my calculator out but if somebody does 65 times 16 and tells me they can live through it sure buddy yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> you uh, know what I mean. It's also like a, it's kind of a BM ability, I'll say, because sometimes, like, when I, I I used to do Shadow Demon mid quite a bit, and when I had five stacks on people, like I knew they were dead, but I just keep uh, putting stacks on them to meme on them. It's pretty fun because like there's no way they live off that, obviously. Uh, yeah, really nice. I gotta say, it falls off in the late game though, because especially yeah. in team fights, it's hard to consistently like get a lot of stacks uh, on people with this and you can like bkb you can you yeah know, you can uh, purge it oh never no you, you can't, can't purge, purge it, it actually you can't you can't dispel it but you can do things to avoid hit taking the damage like you yeah. can banish yourself or um you could but then like... again there's ways to play around that right because you can release it whenever you want yeah that's true i mean there's there's definitely counterplays to this but they have removed all of like the really easy ones. Yeah. I think you also, used to be able to purge this. 
I gotta say, very low friendly ability. You know, he, he he corrupts people slowly with this. You may not know that you're already dead, basically, when you have this ability. Very low friendly. Yeah. By the way, this has a two point five second. Um, yeah, yeah. Spam so, so you spam it, and it goes pretty far. Um, I don't see the exact range, but and then you can again, as we talked about, you can release it any at any time with another ability. Um, although that will. Note that will release the damage on all of your active shadow poison stacks. So, if you are attacking, if you're using it on two enemies and you have five stacks on one and one on the other, there's unless you are afraid they're going to regen up and like not die from the five stacks you already have on them or like whatever, you want to cancel the salve maybe. Um, mm. You should continue building stacks on the other hero that only has one before you release because that five stack is going to tick out at some point anyway. True. So true. if you release early, you're you know potentially gimping your overall damage. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and then the ultimate of Shadow Demon is Demonic Purge. So it purges the target enemy unit, uh, removing positive buffs and slowing the target for the duration. This is one of very few offensive purges in the game. Very strong. Very um, strong. Very, very strong. Very strong. Um, the unit slowly regains its speed until the end of the duration, upon which damage is dealt. Under uh, Units under the effect of disruption can still be affected by Demonic Purge. Um, it is a basic dispel. I don't know what a strong dispel would look like on <laughs> an aggressive dispel, but My God. It, it deals 300 to 400 damage. Um, and then if uh, we'll talk about the Ags in a little bit. Um, oh, it has a 60 second <laughs> cooldown. Um, yeah, so the talents are pretty fun. I think that this, like this has maybe the the it, best tree for like upgrading your base abilities. Yeah, if that makes and sense. like it gets uh, like his fifteen and ten talents, they're meh. But twenty and twenty five, there's some really nice choices here, especially at twenty five. And then level thirty is actually nuts on this hero. Like it's yeah. insane. I don't even think that the fifteen talents are bad. But let's go through them. Um, sure, sure. So. At level 10, you have the choice between 10 strength and 15% shadow poison damage. I think in almost every game I go shadow poison damage unless yeah, I'm just like yeah. not able to live. Because getting like... Yeah, just support. Who needs strength, dude? I mean, it's it's nice if you're like literally getting run down by like a spirit breaker and you are afraid to like disrupt yourself at times or something. Like, okay, sure, get strength so you don't die in one combo. Um, But the 15% shadow poison damage is so value and it and percentage damage on your highest damage ability and the one that has like theoretically like yeah very exponential high scaling yeah. having percent on that that's very nice it's very very good um i think you take it as a support or a core um and then at 15 you have plus 200 demonic purge damage or 25 movement speed um purge damage right this one's tough. If you're having trouble landing your uh, poison, I would suggest taking the movement speed. You can like reposition between sprays easier, um, and you can like die less often, right? You can like sure. position yourself to save your heroes better, um, all that good stuff. The demonic purge damage is really good if you plan on going for the eggs, though, and it means that you have a at max level seven hundred damage nuke on your ultimate, so. I mean, nuke is relative. I'm not sure if I would qualify something that needs seven seconds to do its damage as a nuke. I mean, if it deals 700 magical damage... Sure. Okay, delayed nuke. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they usually die during the duration or the, the final tick kills them, right? Like, yeah, if that yeah. didn't happen, then the ult was probably just a zoning one, right? Mm. Like, I don't know. Um... At 20, you get minus 1.25 second Shadow Poison cooldown, which brings it down to 1.25 seconds, cuts it in half, literally. Um, and that, Or you have, you can choose minus 6 second uh, Soul Catcher cooldown. What do you take here? I go for Shadow Poison cooldown. I tend to play around it more often. Soul Catcher cooldown is nice because all of a sudden, this ability, which is 20 seconds before, in the late it's game, for, yeah, 14 he Heroes seconds. regen. Seems kind of nice. Yeah, Heroes regen, but over that um and it's a 10 second duration which means that they only get four seconds with that like the health added back to them yeah so you can like kind of permanently remove hp from people true, true. which is interesting 
um, maybe this is the, like when Shadow Demon was like truly broken, it was because Soulcatcher was like way overtuned. You yeah, could take forty yeah. percent of someone's like, health. If somebody died during that, something. like it created an illusion and stuff. <laughs> the the, the talent. Oh my god, that was. I think that's the maybe the best change they made because it, I felt like I had to go that so many games. It was a ten talent previously where if you killed an enemy yeah, while they were under the effect of Soulcatcher, <laughs> yeah, you got insane. an illusion of the enemy. So it wasn't that powerful in the early game when you got it, but you had to pick it up because you felt like at you know, 35, 40 minutes, you could potentially get you know, uh, an enemy hero for yeah, yourself. Basically. Like what? <laughs> like if they have a Luna and you kill her, you just take their racks. Like exactly. Um But yeah, I think Shadow Poison is better. And at 25, you get the choice between two charges of disruption. Oh boy! And minus 30 second oh demonic boy. purge cooldown. That's really good. I think that. Okay, this. I think this one's gonna get heated. I think the two charges of disruption might be better. I think it might be better in almost every game. Even if you're going eggs. I think if you're going eggs, I think you almost always get the disruption. But that's a if you're going eggs, you're still going the disruption. Yeah, I don't think there's not many fights where you need all three charges. And if you need all three charges, then you probably should have saved up. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could have waited for that to tick down. It's only a sixty second cooldown per charge. It's turning it. Into, I don't sure. know. If it, I mean, I'm, I agree that I'm, it's probably correct because disruption. It's definitely still probably a strongest skill. Yeah. Um, I think that. But the yeah. just get sure. level thirty. How about that? Because his level yeah. thirty. You get the disruption charges and the 30 second demonic purge cooldown, and that is really good. Yeah, I think That's that the, really uh, the the cooldown, I don't know if it actually removes it um, from the charges on the eggs. Like it says the restore time is 60, and I don't know if that's static or if it changes yeah. with the cooldown. Um, but either way, like just imagine a team fight breaking out in which you start by disrupting two of their heroes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, well, like, how do you do... Or you just chain disrupt their one big core. True, true. You know, it's insane. Do the illusions... Like, can you have four illusions of one hero? Yes. And you can... Okay, um that's cool. I'm, I'm like, 99% sure that you can disrupt and create illusions of illusions. Hmm. That last for, I think, the full duration. So, yeah, like, yeah. if you are scared of putting your, like, Luna under and, like, maybe getting, like, ganked by heroes that are waiting around you just you know and they have like a manta or something just take the manta illusion and disrupt that instead mm. and send it to towers yeah i'm uh, pretty sure that still works don't quote me on it itemization wise like this is pretty straightforward you go like aether lens and your four stars and glimmers uh, but this hero is kind of funny in a way that he's a support most support they like I mean, not as much anymore, but still, most supports they start strong and then get weak overall. But this guy, he only gets strong in the late game. He's like a support that scales like a carry, basically. But he still does like supporty things. He doesn't scale by like doing direct damage. Do you want to hear my build on this hero? Sure, hit me. I think maybe maybe not in the five position because you probably just have to pick up whatever your team needs. But if you are a four or a core, I like to get. Um, Aether Lens is like my early item. Yeah, for sure. Fuels is okay on this on this hero. Um, like four stepping glimmers are meh if you need them. Like get them, I guess. But I think that the secretly broken item on this hero is Arcane Blink. Ooh, very nice. I mean, I, I can definitely hero, see why. It uses it better than I think any other hero in the game, and it's because like think about every other Arcane Blink user. You blink you use your spell immediately. Like, imagine an, an enigma, right? Like, you're, you're getting the arcane blink to, like, get your combo out quicker. Mm. And then you don't really use any of the, like, the extra duration of arcane blink because arcane blink lasts, like, it's like a six-second buff or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, with Shadow Demon, you can literally get out the full five stacks in that duration easily yeah. every and time. And I imagine it's not even about that because, like, the cast point reduction probably means mm -hmm. you can, like, you can get a full round of your spells off with arcane yep. blink. Correct. Yeah, you can. It's like an in, you get instant disruption. Soul Catcher comes out really quick. Your Shadow Poisons. It's actually like you go like machine gun hmm. Shadow Poisons. It's I did it maybe in a. I've done it in a few pubs. I've done it in some in houses, and I think maybe in a battle cup we did like a few like, like a few I do ago. not remember, but 
but yeah this is i think it's really really good and it's so fun it's i think this is like a really fun uh cheesy mid-hero to pick up true yeah i've done him a couple times mid. he's 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 very fun in the world yeah if they don't have an answer um it's really good also um we haven't talked about the ags or the ag shard so true. we should probably right. do that um so the ags i'll go with the shard first because it's a little a little in more interesting a little, a little more new um it allows demonic purge to be cast on allies continuously dispelling them and healing for its damage values does not slow allies so this is weird if you need like if you're worried that they have like a lot of um like a- applicable slows and weird like abilities like imagine like a veno or something this might be a good counter mm. otherwise i don't think you pick it up yeah I'll be the eggs is definitely the mainstay here yeah the the eggs if it is a good game for eggs you get it every game you can straight up rush it as like your first real item um so the cooldown is removed from demonic purge when you get the eggs it's replaced with three charges that replenish every 60 seconds and it causes demonic purge to break its target passive abilities while oh. active it's lasting so for seven seconds able to be chained together you can do three at the same time on three different core enemy heroes yeah or you know just have everything <laughs> on like a pa or centaur or something timber saw even like just a lot of especially since like they removed a lot of the breaks of like nixon stuff like <laughs> it's very valuable in certain games this is like completely just like ruins games for some heroes if you if you literally wanted to you could be the real doom and just like click all three on the same hero and just watch them explode for 2100 damage yeah no i'm kidding and um even with oh, that I... like with uh like uh sh- the shadow blade upgrade uh silver edge you need to like put yourself in danger to apply break because it's such a powerful mechanic with shadow demon nope if you have an avalanche you know you can break somebody where he never even sees you yeah, this I think that there's a couple of heroes that this ags makes it unplayable for. Uh, Spectre, for example, what you do, you 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 cast your alt on Spectre, you disrupt him, he comes out, he has desol- he has like illusions with desolate hitting him, he has no passives, he can't hit anything, he's just a, literally a sitting duck, you know, an Ursa. What happens if there's an Ursa at like sixty yeah, percent slow with no fury swipes? Like <laughs> that feels bad. You wanna you wanna press in rage and like take that damage right now? Like I guess you can. Like maybe you maybe it'll come at the end, you know what I mean? Like you have to yeah. pop it right away. It's like a I mean, even then, like the enrage, it doesn't it's undespellable, right? The ulti. Yeah, I mean it doesn't so dispel like, it. It just yeah, makes it even, I think even it'll go when quicker. you're enraged, like you're not gonna do damage during the enrage. Yeah, it's yeah, this this it's really with good. a lot of core heroes. I think this is like a this is a great hero to combo with uh heroes that benefit from illusions and a great hero to destroy heroes that u- utilize illusions or that utilize passives really well. Mm. Um Bristleback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no mercy for Bristle players. Yeah, no mercy at all. And and like even in like the lane and in the game, like he doesn't really have a way to deal with the shadow poison a lot of the time. He just has to kind of sit there and like eat it or like try to like juke it. It's bad. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, that was Shadow Demon, good hero, probably one of the best scaling supports in the game. Uh, just scaled so nicely. Uh, you're just gonna get strong in the late game. Uh, play him, build uh, cool items on him like eggs, and have fun. Noobs as noobs. Holy shit! If you want peace. Last segment of the podcast, Noobs are Snoops. Uh, first question by Titus on Dormadon. Why do people like EE so much? I think it's just because, uh, as we mentioned, his throws, like he has very high highs and very low lows, so it makes for very exciting gameplay to watch, I guess. Yeah, this week I, I I went back and watched some old fifty fifties, which you should do and like look them up on YouTube if you want. Um, it's insane how creative of a player he is and how he can kind of like imagine the game unfolding, like maybe like 
30 seconds or even an hour before it happens, right? Like, you'll hear mm. EE walk in, like, like start up a game and say something that, like, proves true, like, 55 minutes later. And maybe it's not in the way that he expected or he didn't play it right. I mean, obviously, you, can, you could say a lot about EE's play. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very, uh, it, it's like rolling the dice, I guess. Um, I just but... I I just distinctly remember his ember at the Shanghai Major. That was some fun fun stuff to watch. Yeah, I don't think there's any like I like seeing EE play like uh, heroes that just go to the late game and make the game devolve into something else. Like yeah, true. Terrorblade or chaos. Naga or like a lone druid or something like that are just so insane and so off the wall like hard to deal with that it i don't know there's the, like e makes dota into something other than dota and that's why <laughs> i think people that's enjoy people watching like him. him yeah uh, next question by uncle bourbon in china ee is known as the artist to, uh, due to understanding his decision making uh being able to be understood as art. There's some weird grammar there, Uncle Bourbon. Could we get an analysis of his art? I mean, that's kind of what we just gave, huh? Yeah, I think that, that we talked uh, a, yeah, a decent yeah. amount about We his, covered EE. No more EE talk, sorry. Uh, next question by Greg. What is your favorite comfort food? Uh, you go first on this one. I used to go to like Chili's, the American Tex-Mex chain restaurant and order fajitas on my birthday like every year and mm. i make it quite often for myself um nice I don't know. Uh, my favorite comfort food is something my dad makes it's called osh it's an iranian dish because my dad's of course iranian um it's a uh, it's kind of a very thick noodle soup which is like almost slimy i mean slimy sounds disgusting but it's slimy in a good way if you get what i mean um yeah. And it has like noodles, lentils, coriander, and a bunch of other stuff. It's very, very delicious. I love it. Yeah, I'm into lentils and coriander, as you say. Mm. Uh, next question by Beef Bomber. Who's going to be in book two? And who do you wish would be in book two? Uh, I guess he's referring to the anime here, the Dodo 2 anime. Um, who I think will be, I mean... They showed, like, somebody from, like, a pangolin in the mm. book, too. But I think people said that that was not actually Pangolia, right? It was just, like, the alchemist cameo that we had, like, the ogre. That, like, it was the ogre, but it wasn't actually alchemist's ogre. Um, so, so I'm not sure if it's Pangolia, if it, like, Pangolia is in there. Who I wish would be there, I want to see CM and Lena in the anime. Because I mm. think they're very, like, distinct with and defining to Dota. And Juggernaut as well, actually. Yeah, Dragonaut, he's kind of the poster child of Dola, right? Yeah, a bit. I mean, I th I think that the the really boring answer here in sitting in front of us is like they they keep calling it like Dragon's Blood Book Two, and so I assume that Davion is going to continue to be. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think that's a given. Well, well, what I think I was, or at least what I was hoping for, is that it would like Dragon's Blood would be the title of the first book, and the second book would have a different title, and they would all just go under, you know what I mean, like Dota colon Dragon. Yeah, but Dota colon. I think it's pretty clear that they're like continuing the story of Davion, right? Well, maybe I would know if I had watched the last episode. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, you should watch <laughs> the last episode, my man. So I think that Warlock's going to be in book That two. could be cool. Yeah. That would be I sick. mean, he's like a demon summoner. Maybe he's like instrumental and like locking Terrorblade away somewhere. I think he... Like he read the book, he know how it works. He'd be a great like villain also. But if he's True, like... yeah. Like, bring, like he makes a deal, a compact with a Terrorblade to bring him back. Sure. I mean, I'm not sure if Terribly is the kind to make, like, deals with people. But He's a demon. I, I get what you're saying. Warlocks make demon, deals with yes. demons. You know. I know, but Terribly, I think, doesn't make deals. Like, he just kills you, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know the lore. <laughs> I mean, I could spoil something that he does on the last no, episode. That he, like, is capable of killing. But I, I will not spoil, Please. obviously. I would never. Um, last question by Dora Lidestroyer. Which hero would win a talent competition? I mean, 
I wish it would be someone like, uh, I don't know, Bristleback or Tusk with a like, cool, weird, unique talent. But what always pisses me off about German talent shows, there's like so many distinct talents that people show. And then the end, the person who wins, it's almost always a singer. So it would probably sadly just be Naga Siren. I was going to say like Tiny would be a great choice for like, uh, I don't know, boulder tossing or like, tire throwing you know i mean that's not the talent right i mean that's just what what do you mean unique to toss a boulder everybody can toss a boulder yeah okay everybody can like i'm talking about like a you know like a two-ton boulder or something like you know and he like already like drags a car like that would be a cool talent just like a strong man basically yeah you know who can who's strong i feel like tiny is like the ultimate strong man just capable of doing anything true i mean he is a mountain He's literally a mountain. And I guess his transformation, like his growing, could also uh, be interpreted as a type of talent. What if What if he dances like during his growth period, like as like a, like a, a lead up to his strongmaning? You understand what I mean? Like he's like yeah, that sounds up, cool. Dancing up to I'm the barbell. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, that's it for the Noobs as Noobs. A little short segment here because we're already a bit short on time. But yeah, we'll, we'll be open for your questions again next week, of course. Uh, of course. I think that's it for the podcast. Uh, thank you, Sam, for being here, recording with me. Uh, thank you, everybody, pleasure. for listening. And we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.